Tom Brady retiring from the NFL after 22 years. What a career. Yeah, he's obviously the greatest of all time. No doubt about it. Seven Super Bowls. Welcome to episode 38 of Everything Sports with Amon. I'm your host, Amon Ankarni. And I'm your co-host, Evan Garber. And we talk about the hottest topics in sports over the course of the past week. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about Tom Brady retiring after 22 years, Brian Flores suing the NFL, and he does have a lot of points that he brings up. We'll talk about it more when we get to that segment. Then we're going to talk about the NBA trade deadline, a trade that went down today. It's pretty lopsided, but we'll get into that. And then potential superstar trade between Brooklyn Nets and Philadelphia 76ers before the NBA trade deadline. It's going to be an NBA trade deadline segment. And then the NBA All-Star Reserve is getting announced yesterday. East was pretty controversial, West not so much, but we'll talk about that more when we get to that segment as well. But before we get into the episode, remember we post twice a week, once at the start of the week on Monday, and then once at the end of the week like today on Friday. Without further ado, Tom Brady retiring from the NFL after 22 years. What a career. Yeah, he's obviously the greatest of all time, no doubt about it. Seven Super Bowls, and he went to like nine or something. It was so ten he could have won Super even Bowls, more. and he won he's seven. ten. <laughs> really crazy. Dang, what? A, yeah, there's no doubt he's the goat. To go to ten Super Bowls in your career and to play for as long as he did, that like, you'll never see that ever again. Exactly, like. It's not even going to the 10 Super Bowls. That's the most surprising. He won seven of those Super Bowls. Like, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time league MVP. Most touchdown passes in NFL history, most passing yards in NFL history. Like, the dude is 44. 44. Yeah, like, that's insane. And and it's crazy to think that everyone thought he was going to play even longer. I know, right? There were so 44. many people speculating like he might play till 50, might play till 50. Then he retires. So what are your thoughts reflecting on a 22-year career? Well, honestly, um, I didn't see him retiring this early, uh, especially since they lost the last game. Um, I thought for sure he was going to go out at least one more run to Super Bowl, maybe. Um, but, I mean, he's just such a great player. He's the greatest player of all time, like I said so many times already. Uh, I mean, he, he's, he's going to have – sorry. He has the greatest career of all time, the greatest career everyone, anyone would probably ever see. I mean, that's how good he is. He's the best player. Oh, right. It's not even in football, too. It's like 
honestly, if you look at all sports in general, it's not going to be an athlete that's been as successful as him. Other than someone that many people forget, Bill Russell, 11 rings in 13 years. But Tom Brady is like, it's just insane. He won six Super Bowls in New England. And then comes to Tampa Bay when he's like 42, 43, or however old he was when he came to Tampa Bay. And then he even won a ring in Tampa Bay on a different team. Like, the man can do it all. Yeah, it, it would have been cool to see him actually on different teams to see like how great a quarterback he is. I mean, we already know he is the greatest quarterback of all time. But it would have been just really cool to see him, like like a team like like the Jets, let's say, could he have led us to the Super Bowl? Like, that would have been so amazing if he could have done that. That would be crazy. Like, like he said on a podcast just shortly after he retired on the Let's, Let's Go podcast with host Jim Gray, he said, talking about his family, he said that – I said this a few years ago. It's what relationships are all about. It's not always what I want, and it's what we want as a family, and I'm going to spend a lot of time with them and figure out in the future what's next. So that pretty much sells it all. There were reports like a few years ago when he was still in New England that his wife said he played through concussions or something like that. Like, he's already so old when he was playing through those injuries. And honestly, I didn't expect him to retire like you. But, I mean, he's played through so much injuries. He's 44 years old. He could, I know he seems invincible playing at this age. But before something bad happens to his body, I think it was good for him to retire because now he can be with his family. And this is what I applaud all athletes about. Like, when you start a family, you're not with them for half the year. And it's kind of crazy that Brady managed a family and then did what he did at such a high level. It's absolutely crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, these kids are getting older. You, you got to spend time with them before they go off into their lives. So it's really cool to see that he's finally taking the time. And then um, his wife, Giselle, he's, uh, she's been saying um, these past couple of years, like, <laughs> he should retire. She doesn't like seeing him out there anymore uh, because of the injuries, obviously. But yeah, no, it's, I know uh, it's been an amazing career. And it's, I'm glad that he can now spend his time with his family and just enjoy life. All right. So make sure you guys write this down because I am about to list all of Tom Brady's notable accomplishments that I found here on ESPN. So obviously 22 season, NFL seasons, 20 for the Patriots and two for the Buccaneers. He has most touchdown passes in NFL history, like I mentioned, at 624. Most passing yards in NFL history with 84,520 yards, 243 regular season wins, most in NFL history, most playoff wins in NFL history at 35, and that was 19 more than any other QB, and Joe Montana was 16 
playoff wins. Most Super Bowl appearances at 10, like we mentioned, and then seven of those Super Bowls he won, most in NFL history again. Five-time Super Bowl MVP, most in NFL history. All-time playoff leader in touchdown passes at 86. 13,049 passing yards and 1,165 completions. Those are all all-time playoff leader numbers. 15 Pro Bowl selections, most in NFL history. Three-time NFL MVP in 2007, 2010, and 2017. 2009 Comeback Player of the Year and named to NFL 100 all-time team, one of 10 quarterbacks. Those are his notable accomplishments. That literally screams greatest of all time. So Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> you guys can rerun this podcast episode slow-mo to get all the accomplishments if you want, but you're not going to see a more accomplished athlete for a long time now for a while yeah one thing i actually find interesting is that he only won three mvps uh you, you think that a guy who's won who's meant but he's won seven super bowls and been to 10 he'd win more than three mvps but that's because he's just that good of a playoff quarterback like tom tom brady in the playoffs is a different human being like, <laughs> he's, exactly. he's it's insane like playoff lebron Exactly. Best the best players of all time. I know. Playoff LeBron and playoff Tom Brady. Yep. But with that, we actually get into more rather saddening news, I'd say, of Brian Flores suing the NFL. I thought he was going to get another coaching job until I look on ESPN's website and Bleach Report that he sues for the lawsuit against the New York Giants, Denver Broncos, Miami Dolphins, and the NFL. I did not expect that. What are your full thoughts on this whole situation? Yeah, so I I don't really want to go go really much into the legal stuff, like the lawsuit or whatever. I'm just going to say this. I feel like it's really, really not fair on on those teams' part to just – uh, interview Brian Flores just because of the Rooney rule. Like, that's just a huge mistake. He is one of, he, I wouldn't say one of the best coaches, but he's a really, really good coach. Um, I mean, he led the Dolphins teams to almost a playoff spot. That Dolphins team is not very good, let's be Two honest. Two years and three years. Two seasons and three seasons. Winning record, almost a playoff spot, but continue. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's just pretty pretty crazy considering the roster that he's been given. I mean, the team is only going to get better and better. So it was just a matter of time before they're going to reach, reach the playoffs with them. Exactly. There has to be more black coaches in the NFL. I'm not just saying that for diversity purposes and everything. Brian Flores is more qualified than some of the candidates that are being hired. I can understand Brian Dable to an extent with the New York Giants. What I don't get is if it's true that they already hired Dable and they just interviewed Flores just because. Why, man? Why? The New York Giants are the only franchise in 
NFL history to not have a black coach. Just think about that for a second. In the NFL's history, since the New York Giants were a team, they have not had a black coach at all. Jeez. That's just that's just not right. I, I'm sure, it hasn't been exactly a whole lot of years, I guess you could say. But still, that's just not right. I mean, the, uh, I don't understand exactly why you would take a guy that's that you don't know anything about necessarily from a football, football standpoint as a head coach. Brian Flores is already proven stuff as a head coach, and he's a pretty darn good one. So I feel like you should definitely give him a pretty solid chance. The Houston Texans, even though it might not be the most appealing job in the world, why in the world is Josh McCown a final candidate? Seriously. Why? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why, why don't you take a, a guy who's proven himself to be good? Uh, I mean, your, your, roster, your roster right now is not very good. Your team sucks. So, and you see that Brian Flores, he led a sucky team to almost a playoff spot. Maybe he can do the same with the Texans. Exactly. Like, there have been more black GMs recently, but what about these coaches, man? Brian Flores, I honestly did not expect that. And just for a second, Stephen Ross, the owner for the Miami Dolphins, there's, I hope this story is not true, but if it does, Oh my gosh. It says more about you than it does about the team. And it says more about you than the NFL. And this is not a reflection of what I think Roger Goodell intends the NFL to be or wants the NFL to be. But NFL as a whole needs to figure out a way like other than the Rooney rule. Like you have to recognize these head coaches' talents, and not just hire one because of the Rooney rule or anything like that. But Brian Flores reported that Stephen Ross tried to pay him $100,000 per loss just for the Dolphins to lose. Really? Like, what are your thoughts on that report? That shocked me the most, to be honest. That's just the stupidest thing I ever heard. Why, why would you willingly want to lose? I don't understand that. <laughs> like, you're a football team. You're, you're supposed to gain revenue so then you can build your team to be better. If you're losing games, nobody's going to want to watch you. I don't get it. I don't understand what, he's, what his logic is. I know, right? Like, you want... A team like they play in Miami. That's actually one of the most desirable cities in the world to honestly live in now that I think about it. But you have Miami Dolphins. What are you doing? Brian Flores, one win away from the playoffs in the past two seasons out of three. And then you're telling him to lose games? Like if you keep tanking, you drafted Tua Tagovailoa. I may have butchered his name, but that's fine. You drafted Tua, and then you draft Jalen Waddle. You build around these young guys, and then eventually compete for the Super Bowl. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals, for example. A young team, they 
didn't really have much. You get Joe Burrow, you get Jamar Chase, and then Zach Taylor, a qualified head coach. He is white, but he's still a qualified head coach. Now they're winning, and they might win a Super Bowl. So why would you want to lose and keep tanking? If this report is true, then I don't know what to say about Stephen Ross. Why would you want to lose, to your point? Not even in the football. Just why would you want to lose in anything, man? Seriously. Yeah, and like it, no one wants to go to a losing culture. So it's just going to take more and more and more time for you to actually draft players and then you build a good roster. But even then, like you're going to lose a lot of the players that you draft because they're not going to want to stay in the team with losing all the time. They're going to want to go with someone winning. So with that, we are going to move to the NBA trade deadline news. And today we'll talk about the trade that went down very briefly. But it's between the Clippers and Blazers. The Blazers have to build around Dame. If this guy wants to actually stay and win a championship at Portland, yes, he's injured. But why are you making this trade? Whatever cap space and things like that, but do you want Damian Lillard to stay or leave? Norman Powell and Robert Covington were good players for the Portland Trailblazers, and you're receiving Eric Bledsoe, Justin, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a 2025 second-round pick via Detroit. Why would you even accept that trade? Eric Bledsoe, let's say Damian Lillard, is healthy playing normal rotation. So now you have Eric Bledsoe eating up your salary, even though you did save some salary. But now, he'll just be sitting on the bench because Anthony Simons is exploding out of nowhere. And then Robert Covington is a really nice 3 and D guy. Norman Powell has been averaging 18 points per game. So the Clippers have massively won this deal. What are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree. The Clippers definitely won the, this trade. But I, I understand it from a financial standpoint for the Blazers. Uh, you're trying to get as much money off the book as possible. Um, I assume Eric Bledsoe's contract expires this year. I'm not sure if it does. Don't quote me on that. But if it does, um, you could create cap room for a potential star to come over to the, Bla- uh, to the Blazers to join Dame. But I still don't understand why. I just don't understand the trade. It's the package you're getting for some two really, really solid players. I just don't understand it. Yeah, so he's on the books for this season and actually 2022 to 2023 as well. So after 22 to 23 season, then he will be an unrestricted free agent. So it's not even an expiring contract. I don't even know then. Yeah, what are they going to do with that? They have four good guards now. Bloodsoe, CJ, Dame, and Anthony. It's gonna be, I mean, I would assume that this means that a CJ trade is coming. But now with Ben Simmons and Harden trades rumors uh, exploding, 
who knows if that don't even happen anymore. Exactly. So I guess you're talking about it. So just continue talking about this Harden Ben Simmons situation. Yeah, it's really, really surprising. Uh, it seemed like the chalks were dead um, earlier this season, but now they're revamped. Uh, I really like the trade for both sides, actually. Uh, you get the Sixers get the score that they've always needed, the outside shooter in uh, James Harden. And then the Nets, they get some – they get uh, – some really good defense and really good playmaking, which they've been lacking as well. Uh, sure, you're not getting the shooting from Harden anymore. But you still so you have Kyrie and spread. KD. Yeah, you still have Kyrie and KD. And you're still going to get a pretty solid amount of points from Ben Simmons every, every game. Yeah, and as of now, man, the Brooklyn Nets are struggling. As we're recording this, the third quarter just started and they're trailing 68-47 to the Utah Jazz. And they're already on a six-game losing streak. Yeah, I mean, of course, injuries are plaguing them. But still, yeah. you got to be better than that if you want to be one of the best teams in the league. Exactly. And, I mean, like you said, Sixers get what they've been wanting. Daryl Morey, you cannot waste Joel Embiid's MVP season. If I had a vote right now for MVP, Joel Embiid might be at the top of that list. Seriously, he got like 50 points in like 27 or 29 minutes. Like some absurd numbers for a center. Like you don't score 50 points that quickly if you're a center. But you cannot waste Joel Embiid's prime. This is your chance to capitalize on the 76ers being a championship contender for the next four to five years while James Harden is in his prime. So you combine that with Joel Embiid, a championship might be coming to Philadelphia in the near future. Maybe not this season, but in the very near future. I am telling you that much right now. If Sixers pull off this trade, they're immediately championship contenders. Yeah, I totally agree. That team is going to be pretty darn scary. I mean, they're already still a pretty solid team right now. Um, I want to say they're in the post right now. Let me check. Um, but even then, they're, yeah, they're going to be a way better team than they are right now. They're adding a superstar uh, in James Harden. And Ben Simmons is not going to – they're third seed right now in the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, they're definitely going to be the top team in the East. I mean, to play this well without a second star, you add James Harden, there's there's no way they're going to lose the Eastern Conference. Exactly. And I mean, with that, as we talk about former All-Stars and things like that, NBA All-Star reserves are now announced, have been announced, we're just going to give our quick thoughts on each of the um, reserves because we talked about the starters in a previous episode. I think that was 36. I want to say episode 36. Not sure, but we'll start with the Western Conference. Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Carmelo, not Carmelo, Carl Anthony Towns. 
but Draymond Green won't play. So who do you think should replace Draymond Green in the All-Star game? Because it doesn't have to be a forward. It could be a guard as well. Yeah, so personally, I definitely think it should be Deontay Murray. I mean, he's been absolutely balling out there. Sure, the team is still really, really bad, but he's one of the best point guards in the league right now. Um, let's see, what's he averaging? Like nine- yeah, he's averaging 19.6 points a game, nine assists. That's pretty insane, considering, especially considering how bad that team is. Exactly. But, I mean, like you said, DeJounte Murray, if we're just throwing names out there, maybe Jaron Jackson Jr. There's a lot of quality players in this league now. So, I mean, to be honest, this Western Conference Reserves was not – that controversial at all other than DeJounte Murray maybe but I think Commissioner Silver should definitely vote DeJounte Murray in but now the Eastern Conference this is a different story Jimmy Butler Darius Garland James Harden Zach Levine Chris Middleton Jason Tatum and Fred Van Fleet what are your thoughts on each of those reserves yeah so when i immediately heard this her uh, uh heard the all-star reserves i immediately read through the list and i didn't see Lamelo ball and i was extremely surprised Lamelo is doing so well right now he definitely deserves to be an all-star i thought he was a lock apparently not um he's averaging 17.7 points a game wait sorry that's wrong 19.9 points a game, 7.7 assists. I mean, he's just putting on a show out there in Charlotte. I totally think he deserves deserves it over maybe Fred Van Vliet and Chris Middleton. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet's been balling out. Uh, I thought, oh, I thought Jalen Brown would have been in and then over Chris Middleton, and then Fred Van Vliet would get snubbed and Lamella would make it in. But let's talk about Darius Garland for a second. The Cavaliers were at the top of the standings, I think, early on in the season. And then I'm like, I thought this would be like last season because last season, the Magic and Cavaliers were the only undefeated teams through five games. But the Cavs are like a game behind first. Yeah, like we said uh, in the previous episode, when I talked about the starters, this team is surprisingly doing really, really well. I mean, they deserve a couple all-stars, I feel like. Um, like I guess that's another – wait, no, Jared Allen made it, right? Did he make it? I didn't make it. Yeah, so maybe that's another snub, Jared Allen. Um, this team, I wouldn't say they deserve two all-stars, but I would say that – if they got two All-Stars, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, that team is extremely good. And Darius Garland's averaging 19.8 points a game, uh, 8.2 assists. And like we said, they're doing this with two significant injuries in Rubio and Sexton. So it's pretty insane to see what they're doing. Exactly. And Jimmy Butler was a lock. James Harden was a lock. Zach Levine was a lock. Jason Tatum was a lock. I'd actually say Darius Garland was a lock too. So I 
think Chris Middleton and Fred Van Vliet, they 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 still are deserving from the All Stars. They're still deserving of that award, but maybe I thought those players were the ones that would get snubbed. But just like you, I thought Lamelo was an absolute lock. I was so surprised when they were announcing because they said no particular order. Got to the last player, I'm like, this has to be Lamelo, but it wasn't Lamelo at all. So very controversial Eastern Conference reserves, in my opinion. But those are our reserves. Maybe Monday, depending on how long it'll take, we might do a mock draft. Who knows? So look forward to that for Monday. Evan Garber is now a co-host on this podcast. So twice a week at the start of the week on Monday and Friday. So make sure to mark your calendars. Monday and Friday because that's a new upload schedule for my podcast for our podcast now so with that have a great weekend and the Super Bowl is coming up on February 13th so we're going to start talking about that more so stay tuned because there's going to be a lot of sports news coming your way so have a great weekend take care all right